0: and welcome to Sturkers and Radar Uncut, our monthly podcast brought to you by Ping. Play
1: your best, because let me tell you, a lot of people are.
0: It's finally, Radar. It's the start of season two. We had a little break the last few months. It's good to be back, and it's nice to be back with you as well. I've missed you.
1: Me too, and um, yeah, I've missed you, and congratulations, Bubba, and all that mummy, Sturkers, Mummy, Sturkers. You getting any words yet, little Milo?
0: It's mad, isn't it? We spoke and we end of season one, beginning of January. I was about to pop and uh, we talked about how my life was going to change. And it has. Life is very different. Amazing. Kids are great. Now, you've just become a granddad as well. So congratulations to you.
1: Yeah, little Carter. Little Carter the father.
0: <laughs> How's he doing?
1: Oh, well, yeah, he doesn't say much, but he's teeth. Month old, six weeks, five weeks old, and believe it, he went to the doctor, and the doctor's—he's uh, teething. I mean, he's wow! TVing. yeah, Bloody bizarre. Wow. Yeah, really weird, really strange.
0: Have you been doing? Ba- have you been babysitting duty then already, or what?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> no, can't be trusted. Uh, the, you know, my, my little grandson. I'm not sure he's ready to come over here and watch his granddad drink lager. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to happen yet, but no, my daughter's just come here and um, they've gone out, the other two of them, Bonnie and Shannon, but Shannon's the mummy now and uh, they've just gone out for a coffee because Daddy's looking after little Carter at home right now
0: oh lovely well it's, it's look we're so just about for season two obviously um next few months going to be great to sort of chat with you every month obviously support from ping fantastic so much to look forward to and I guess we're excited because you look at the world of golf right now Radar. there's a lot to discuss and obviously the masters you've just been out and for you it's nice to be back on tour you've been globe trotting quite a bit haven't you I know we'll get into the masters with our next guest but for you is it just nice to be back on aeroplanes and just getting out there and experiencing it all again
1: yeah, I went pretty early. I did seven out of eight weeks with the Middle East, three there, then four with LA and the Florida Swing, finishing at the uh, Players, and then three weeks off, and then back to the Masters, and then three weeks off now, and then I'm back over there and, and very, very busy again. So it's um, yeah. great to be back with the fans and um, everyone back uh, to normality. When you get back out on tour, Sarah, you'll feel a sense of normality once more. The roars, the you- yards uh, and they were very missed and we, we had it um we, we had a bad for a while there were all the silence and but now it's back to normal
0: it is definitely and I must just did you see this on Instagram my little I must just say a massive thank you to Ping as well for my little present did you see this on Instagram
1: you know, I saw a picture of it yes on Instagram I've only been on that for 11 months that Instagram but gee, you can learn <laughs> some good stuff and that's marvellous that little part
0: look at that I mean, it's honestly, I was so chuffed. It's got, they've engraved his name on there, Milo yeah. Sebastian, Lars Sturk, And yeah, he's, I just, I can't wait to get him, you know, it's going yeah. to, what was, what was Tiger when he started? When he had the first had a club in his hand, was he about 18 months?
1: Yeah, something like that. When he went on that show, I forget the, who the host was, but that little putter there, there goes a few vases.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. I'm already trying to um, baby-proof my house. We had sick on the yellow sofa the other day, which didn't go down too well. Well,
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to go there.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, no poo on the yellow sofa yet, but a bit of sick, which is, uh, yeah, which is all good. Anyway... Delighted for our first guest of the new season to say that we are joined by the one and only Butch Harmon live uh, from Las Vegas. Butch, it's great to have you on with us. Obviously, longtime friends and Sky Sports uh, colleagues, but fantastic to have you with us uh, for, the, for the new season, our very first episode of Sturkers and Radar. So, thank you very much. Good to have you with us.
2: Welcome. My pleasure.
0: Now, Birch, I have to say we, we were just discussing there. I, I think that the last time we worked together was Masters '19. Obviously, then COVID hit. You've just been at the Masters with, with Sky Sports, obviously, out there with Radar this time around. Just, I always get asked every time a major rolls around. I always get asked on Twitter or Instagram. You know, you're adoring fans from all over the world. Is Butch going to be there? Is Butch going to be there with Sky? <laughs> and uh, and I, I get sick of answering them, to be honest, Butch, because I must get like a new <laughs> message every time a major comes around. Just tell us a little bit about you, you at the minute where you are in terms of your schedule, you're obviously working with Sky at the Masters, but what what does the world of Butch Harmon look like right now for you?
2: Well, you know, Sarah, I'm kind of semi-retired. I don't travel much anymore to any tournaments. The so Masters would be the only one I go to uh, this year. Uh, You know, I still teach here in uh, my headquarters in Las Vegas at Rio Seco Golf Club. Uh, You know, I kind of teach when I want and who I want and uh, still do some corporate schools. Actually, I'm doing one this morning after I get done uh, talking to to you two lovely people. I'll go right back to work.
0: Is is it hard for you after the career and the life you've had to, you know, to even think about semi-retiring, given the success and given, let's be honest, how much you love the game of golf?
2: No, it isn't. Uh, You know, I I still will always teach. I mean, uh, I just don't travel to tournaments anymore. I still love to teach. I I teach a lot of the average players. I still have a lot of tour players come out to see me. So I stay busy. I do as busy as I'd like to be anyway. Christine and I and our our dog get to spend more time together now since COVID. So that's been kind of nice. Butch, were you tempted after the Masters, the 150th, open with such
1: success with Tiger were you were you tempted to go there spot with Sky
2: I would have loved to to be honest with you Rader. I love St. Andrews and uh, it's a fabulous place and to uh, have a chance to do the 150th open would have been great but it just uh, I really cut back on travel uh, I really don't travel overseas very much anymore so you know I'd, I'm sneaking up on seventy-nine here, even though I'm only about fifteen mentally. So that, that kind of wears me out. And uh, so I'm just kind of hanging back and uh, not not doing as much as I used to, but I, I will definitely be watching.
0: So tell us about your the, the tour roster for you. Obviously players traveling to see you in, in Vegas. Who who still who do you still count as pupils then?
2: Uh, the people come see me. Let's see, Harold Varner, who I've had a lot of success with the last 10 months, Webb yeah. Simpson. <laughs> A uh, young player, Maverick McNeely, that lives here, a uh, girl on the uh, LPGA, Daniel Kang, who's like number five in the world. She lives here. I still work with her. And then I have the odd uh, wannabe guys that are on uh, the smaller tours that come and uh, a couple of European guys that play over in your, your country that come. So, you know, we, I stay busy.
0: How cool was it to be back at the Masters then, Butch?
2: It was great. You know, uh, uh, people ask me all the time, Sarah, how many Masters have you been to? Because, you know, my dad won in 1948 and I wasn't quite five, but my mother says I was there. I don't remember it. But it's probably easy for me to figure out how many I haven't been. So I'd say probably about 55 years worth of going to the Masters. It's fun for me. You know, I, I go to Augusta every year and play. I was there uh uh, last month playing with some friends and uh, I pretty much know everybody there because I've been going there my whole life. So it's kind of like an old home week for me and, and I enjoy that part of it. Are you,
0: are you amazed they let Radar in this year, Butch?
2: I'm shocked they let Radar in and I must say that he controlled himself very well and I was proud of him. <laughs> You're a good man.
0: I'm loving, I'm loving the Masters top there as well, Radar. That's a nice yeah, look. You.
1: Right. You. I had to buy something in there and... Uh... You know, that's that's exactly you know the, me going to the Masters. It's amazing that I've never been there before. It just but there's so many, even COVID hitting and and everything. I was actually thinking to myself, I was destined never to go. I mean, I was just just one of those. But when I went, it was. It didn't disappoint. But, you know, when you've done sort of like now, like I've probably played 600 golf tournaments around the world and then 400 of broadcasting. Now, you've done a 1,000 events. You do, You aren't blown away by anything. But I was not disappointed at all with Augusta. The condition of the place was was unbelievable even driving around from our big tv compound that they've purposely built which is just amazing you uh, know to drive to up to the where the butler cabin where we got off where butch actually went, went and done he's um, stand up with nick doughty there uh even the gardens are just so well manicured <laughs> yeah. it's like it, it, it's quite incredible that that's blowy away that kind of thing the little hedges everywhere little attention to detail for me was the thing that got me I've seen golf courses in as good a condition uh like Eastlake in the same um, state Georgia every year is in incredible condition but not as good around the traps, pardon the pun. Everything around it, the little par three course, everything about it was, um, the attention to detail is um, uh, incredible and congratulations, Augusta National.
2: You know, Radar, and it's kept that way year round because I I was there uh, about a month and a half ago playing and everything is pristine. It's always like that. Uh, The only thing I'm worried about is you might want to get some longer shorts on there, pal.
0: I was just gonna say, Butch, you know, we see him on Sky Week out, but when he does this podcast he gets to do it in his underpants. I mean that that's a scary I mean, thing. That's,
2: that's pathetic, really.
0: <laughs> I've been sitting out in the sun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love you really.
0: Close your legs right <laughs> 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 So so Butch, what did you shoot round Augusta then when you played it?
2: Uh, We're not going to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) I (laughs) know. I had just come off of a hernia surgery that I had, and uh, it was like week six, and they told me I could start chipping and putting at week six. I said, the hell with that. I got this scheduled event to go play at Augusta. I'm going. So I was swinging about 50%, so it wasn't real good, but I still enjoyed every minute of it.
0: I bet, I bet. So let's talk a little bit about always, we've heard a bit about you always getting interesting and in, insightful to get your take on the world of golf right now, you know, to see what Scotty Scheffler has done. And yet, look, you were there with Sky, we, we heard your comments, but I'm interested sort of going forward, how with Scotty Scheffler, the world number one, slipping on that green jacket, how sustainable is the form that he's in right now?
2: Well, he's in great form. And you know, the interesting thing about it, sir, coming into Augusta, he was number one player in the world at won three of what his last six or seven events. And they did a poll of all the patrons and nobody knew who he was. They kept saying, who's number one player in the world. And not one person said Scotty Scheffler. Well, they damn sure know who he is now after winning the masters in such great form. You know, this young man, the thing that I love about his golf game and, and radar saw it when he watched him there at Augusta, Because you wouldn't say he's the best in the world at every category. He's not the best driver, not the best iron player, wedge player, putter. He's just really good at everything he does. And that's what makes him so consistent because he doesn't have a weakness. He's good in every aspect of the game. The other thing I will say about him and and his uh, coach, Randy Smith, has done a great job in the fact that he owns his own swing. He's got a very strange footwork. Uh, but yet his coaches, Randy Smith's had him ever since he was a junior golfer. They've never changed that. And I'm a great believer of never, never changed what somebody does naturally, just try and make it better. And he's going to get better and better. Now he's playing with tremendous confidence. The one thing that I ask the question, people ask me all the time, they say, who does Scotty Scheffler remind you of? And I said, well, really, his swing doesn't remind me of anyone. He kind of owns his own swing, but who he reminds me the, the most of is Jack Nicklaus in his demeanor, the way he has no highs, he has no lows, everything he does, he's, he's very regimented in how he does it. Uh, whether it be his practice sessions, his training sessions, the way he plays. He never seems to get excited. Now, we know underneath he's like a duck crossing a pond. Looks real smooth on the top with the feet are going really fast in the water. This guy keeps an even keel all the way. Uh, A perfect example is he makes a bogey on uh, 12, no emotion. Comes right back, makes birdie on 13, no emotion. He just keeps himself in that. Resting heart rate, and I think that's what allows him to play so consistently. And when you have an all-round game, as you
1: say, and he has got a well-rounded game, it's like having 20 clubs in the bag. Because if you've got an all-round game, that lends to having an amazing golfing brain. So intelligent on the golf course, and I'm totally with you. It's like you don't know if the guy's shooting 65 or 85. It's just one of those.
2: Well, and I think that's something you're born with. I don't think you can be taught that. I mean, you can look at the opposite of that. Another heck of a player, Terrell Hatton, who was upset all week long. You know, and so some guys have an even keel. Some guys are where their emotions on the sleeve. Uh, this man is a cool customer, and he's, he's going to be good for a long time. He's only 25 years old, for God's sake. I mean, he's not a very old man to get to number one in the world. That was pretty impressive, too.
0: And do you, do you see, how do you see the the, the landscape of, of the top of the world golf rankings next sort of couple of years? Do you see it? You know, we've got so much talent. We're blessed, aren't we? Especially a lot of these young guys coming through. Do you see any player dominating or do you think we're going to see this jostling for position when it comes to world number one?
2: Oh, I, I think world number one is by committee now. I don't think we'll ever see a Tiger Woods or a Greg Norman that held it for years at a time. Uh, the, the quality of players is too strong. It's too deep. All the way down the the, the leaderboards. Uh, if you look at, you know, coming into the Masters, you would have thought the guys, the oh, the John Roms, the Justin Thomas's the Dustin Johnsons, the Jordan Spieths, and these guys, they, they weren't winning any tournaments, you know. So so you had uh, Scheffler was at the top, then you had Cam Smith who had won the Players. All the other guys that you think are superstars. Uh, hadn't really won yet. This is why I said this Masters was going to be one of the most exciting because I don't think we could pick a a favorite before the week started because there was so many players that were there that had a chance. And if you look at the quality of golf, if you looked at the leaderboard at Augusta and how good everybody played, if you look at last week at Hilton Head and look at that leaderboard, I mean, heck, there was like 15, 20 guys within two or three shots on Sunday. I mean, the the game is in a great place. There's no doubt about it.
0: You mentioned Tiger Butch. I know you sort of, it was well documented and the, the TV cameras loved your, your little embrace with, with Tiger. You know how special was that moment for you? And, you know, for, for you to see him and for us all to see him there was, was pretty incredible. Just for you, what, what did that moment mean after everything you guys obviously went through in your well, I not
2: hadn't, I hadn't seen him since his accident. So for me, when I, I was on the putting green with Harold Barner, the third, and I saw Tiger coming in, so I went over to him. He, And I had not seen him since his accident, hadn't had a chance to talk to him. He stuck his hand out to shake hands. I said, The hell with that. Give me a hug, man. I am so happy to see you. Uh, First of all, I'm happy to see you alive. I'm happy to see you with both legs. I'm happy to see you walking and happy to see you playing golf. I said, This is amazing. And it was just that we had a nice conversation for only a couple of minutes, but it was really a nice conversation.
0: Right. I mean, obviously, you were there. You experienced it all just to have him and the hype and the buildup and everything. I mean, it's, you know, however golf moves from here on you know forward over the next few years anytime he's going to tear it up and i think still we're, we're all in a bit of disbelief that he actually made it there physically and was able to perform as he did
1: well a lot of people expect sarah tiger to come back and be the tiger woods as butch knows him better than anyone i mean but really it does it really matter what he does in the game of golf anymore It's just for us to have him, sure, it'll be fantastic if he he was to go on and win another major or other tournaments and beat all the records, but if that happens, yes, great. But if it doesn't, just to have Tiger around the band is uh, good enough for all of us, I would have thought.
2: I think in the the future, Sarah, we're not going to see Tiger play a full schedule of a lot of tournaments. You'll probably see him play just the majors, maybe one or two others. I was very impressed. First round, he shoots one under par. The second round, he's three over after four. You know, it looks like he's just going to go off and shoot a high score and miss the cut. No, he fought it out and fought it out and made the cut. You could see he was laboring on the weekend trying to walk. He's very good. Uh, I've never met a a golfer in my life that can uh, endure pain like this guy can. I mean, I know in the years I've had him, he's won tournaments with a sprained ankle and he would just tape it up and never let anybody know he was hurt. We could finally see on the weekend that the fatigue got to his leg and he wasn't able to play as well as he had, he had wanted to. But for me, that he was able to walk 72 holes, I thought was a miracle after what he's been through. A lot of people said, well, it was the Tiger Woods show. This I said, let me tell you one thing. When Tiger Woods shows up, he drives the needle. He, he he drives the ratings. Everybody that's made a lot of money in the last 25 years, you can thank Tiger Woods because he's the one that promotes everything and the one that gets juices flowing. The other thing Tiger Woods has, which is unusual, you have half the faction that love Tiger Woods, then you have the other half of the faction that don't like Tiger Woods. But they all watch because they just yeah. want to see what he's going <laughs> to do, and that makes great television.
1: I don't know anyone who doesn't like Tiger Woods. I I, I, I honestly they all speak about Tiger Woods. First thing is, you know, you talk about someone winning a championship, Butch, and then all of a sudden they go, well, what, is, what do you think about Tiger? I mean, it always comes back. Right? <laughs> and it's like, so it should. Like, it's, I've never asked you this question. You were in charge of Tiger swing in 97 when he won his first, Butch, yeah? Uh-huh. What were you thinking? I've never asked this question. I've sat down with you in the truck. You've had me in stitches many
2: times. What were you thinking when he went out in 40? You know, fortunately, it was the very first nine holes. That was the first thing I thought of. Uh, He was so amped up on the range. Uh, It wasn't that he was nervous. It was anxiety. He was just – he was like a a racehorse uh, at at a big race in the starting gate. He wanted to get out so fast that he just – got out of sync tempo-wise. And the thing that turned the whole thing around, I think, was the putty hold on 12 from off the green. That pin was in that left corner, and he missed the green over the green, and he putted it up, and he held it from back there. And that kind of got him going, and then all of a sudden he went 40-30, and then he ran off and won by 8 million shots. Yeah, yeah, amazing.
0: How much, do, Bush, do, do players still talk to you? And just in the game, you know, I think – I think if COVID's taught us anything, you know, what's going on in the world right now, we all have a greater appreciation, don't we, Butcher, for, for life and, you know, our loved ones and just trying to appreciate each and every day. But how much do, do players and, and people in the golfing world still talk to you about Tiger and just that absolute mental strength and that ability to defy the odds and no matter what happens, that resilience to get up the next day and put one foot in front of the other and drive forward and, and try and improve and, and be the best you can possibly be.
2: Well, I think the one thing is the trait that Tiger Woods has, and I used to use this uh, to my advantage with him. If I really wanted him to do something, I'd just tell him I didn't think he could do it. And he said, what do you mean I can't do it? And then I'd put it out there. And, of course, he's going to do it to prove you're wrong. So you can never say never where this guy's concerned. He, he's, he's got a, a lot of golf lives. He keeps coming back from a lot of catastrophes. The other thing is that you just look at his record. I mean, you look at what he's done. I think that, that Radar will attest to this as a former player. I think the greatest achievement Tiger Woods has ever done, it's not necessarily the 15 majors or the 80-something tournaments. It's 142 cuts in a row. That's seven years of never missing another cut. And Radar can speak to that because he played for a long time out there. That is just absolutely unbelievable. And that is a record. You, can, you should never say never. I can't imagine anyone coming close to that. What do you think, Radar? Yeah, well, no, 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 no. But there are so many records. Yeah, that was just—he went
1: like three hundred and fifty times or something without missing a a putt within uh, from three feet and in as well. That that one blows my mind. It might have been four twenty-seven. It was just an amazing statistic. Like I was missing one of those a week. I mean, you know, he he, a three-footer and he he went well, well for a year basically. And you know, you were there when he he won the. You know, we go back we to speak of the Masters, but you've got to speak of that Pebble Beach. That that something like that is never ever.
2: No one's gonna no, fifteen shots. Yeah, well, he was the only one that was under par, first of all. And what people forget, radar, on Saturday he made a triple bogey seven on the, one of the shortest holes on the course, on the third hole. And he still won by 15 shots. I mean, that, that cannot happen. I'll tell you a funny story about that. Our TV tower was literally right behind the 18th green, and I was in the tower with, with Libo getting ready to do our postgame show. And I came down out of the tower just because I wanted to give Tiger a hug and congratulate him. As you know, Ernie Els and Miguel Angel finished tied for second. 15 back. And I'm standing next to Jimenez as they're putting out on the 18th hole. And Jimenez, who is a funny guy, as you know, says to one of the USJ's officials, Excuse me, can you tell me where the playoff between Ernie and I starts for the other tournament? Because this, <laughs> this one was a total wipeout. <laughs> that was pretty. And then he went on the very next month and won the Open Championship in St. Andrews by eight, I believe. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Look, I, I, but we've got, we're not going to keep you because I know you've got. Well, you got No, I'm fine. i got you, plenty of time. You're good for time? We're going to get on to, we're going to do this little thing with you, I guess we do a little quick night. I did want to ask you, just, we're talking about players, obviously with the Masters, we talked sort of about, you know, top of the world rankings. If you're happy to, just a word on Phil as well, with the PGA coming up, and, and to get your thoughts on Saudi, how you kind of see the landscape as well with, with golf right now. I mean, Phil, first of all, do you see Phil coming back and playing the PGA before we get onto the Saudi stuff? Do you think he'll tee it up?
2: You know, I have no idea. I haven't uh, had any conversation with Phil. I don't know anybody that has had a conversation with him, so I, I really have no idea where I, – I haven't heard that he's played golf anywhere. I did hear he was in the mountains skiing, yeah. uh, and he had a full beard. He looked like Santa Claus. I, I did hear that, but I have no idea. I saw that he did enter the U.S. Open. He and Tiger both said that had their entries had to be in uh, last Friday. Uh, now,
0: listen, Birch, so quick nine. Quick nine questions for you. You ready?
2: Yeah, I'm ready. He hit me.
0: The wing you most admire on tour. Uh,
2: right now, it's Scotty Scheffler. I admire everything about him. The way he goes about his business, the way he handles uh, success and failure. I think he's remarkable.
0: But your proudest achievement and biggest regret can be golf or life in general.
2: My proudest achievement is marrying my wonderful wife, uh, Christy. My biggest regret is not listening to my parents when I was younger because they were right and I was always wrong. <laughs> nice uh, What's your choice of tipple, Butch? Oh, I'm a red wine guy I like uh, big calves and big bordeaux.
0: Nice What would you say your favourite quote or mantra is? How do you kind of try to live your life?
2: Uh, I try and treat everybody the way that I would like to be treated uh, I People who work for me I require honesty and loyalty and I try and live my life that way Perfect but who is the best tipper on tour? Uh, besides Phil Mickelson, me. <laughs> Radar,
0: right, no, that's true, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, from what I hear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, a serious
1: wedge comes out about the thickness of a bloody phone book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who who is the tour's dark horse who is kind of a guy that you think you don't have to go into details you don't have to reveal any secrets but a guy who we all think maybe is quite squeaky clean who perhaps people in the know know a little bit more
2: oh i'm not going down that road the list is too long (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to be able to walk on the practice tee again i'm not (laughs) into that what do you think I am, Hank Haney? I'm going to write a book or something? Uh, I no, I just, I just thought you could
0: even yeah, give us a little insight there. What's your go-to karaoke song?
2: <laughs> I was singing in the shower the other day and the water quit running. I can't sing at all, are you kidding me? I don't have a karaoke song. <laughs> oh my God, I've never done karaoke in my life.
0: Uh, Raina, what's yours? I'm sure we, we haven't actually done this with you yet. What's your karaoke song? Ah,
1: my karaoke song's definitely Van Morrison, Brown-Eyed Girl.
0: Nice.
2: Well done, Radar, well done.
0: Uh, Butch, what's your favourite club in your bag?
2: favourite club in my bag is The Driver. I can't hit it very far anymore, but at least the son of a gun goes straight most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hit it far enough to lose the ball, so it's kind (laughs) of (laughs) nice.
0: And who would you say your celebrity crushes, finally?
2: Well, I had two. Old one, I was a big Natalie Wood fan when I was younger, and I guess uh, Halle Berry in modern times.
0: Nice. Nice answers, Butch. We like that.
1: Thank you very much. Oh, i always got one more question for Butch. The fall of Fowler. Uh,
2: it, in all honesty, Radar, it's hard for me to watch him now. We had such great success from uh middle of 2013 to 2019 when I uh, retired from the tour. And to watch it now, it's hard to watch because it seems like all the work we did, the trying to change the swing, get the left arm plane up instead of so flat uh, that he's kind of thrown that out. But uh, I don't really uh, have a chance to talk to Ricky very often and haven't seen him. So. But it's very hard for me to watch, to be honest with you. He's a great kid. Uh, as you know, we had tremendous success together. He was always up there around the top 10 in the world. And, and now to see him below 100 in the world, is, it's hard to look at, but he'll figure it out. Well, I hope he does
1: figure it out because some players are stubborn and sometimes all it takes is a rat-a-tat-tat on someone's door to get them back on plane.
2: Well He knows my phone number. Yeah,
1: I thought you'd say that. Good on you, Butch.
0: Excellent, Butch. Alisa, what's next? So in terms of the media stuff, Is it we won't see you this year, but we'll see you next year at the Masters again?
2: Uh, possibly. We'll have to wait yep. and see how that plays out. That's a long ways away. So uh, yep. I will say this, sir, I... I enjoyed being there. Uh, I had some good times. I took, a, uh, I took a lot of stick on the range from all of that. All the caddies said, hey, we thought you were dead. Look at you. I said, I am dead. I'm a, I'm a ghost, so be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved being back at Sky. The only downside was Liv O and you weren't there. That was the two people that I missed the most. But we had a great broadcast team, and we had a great broadcast. So I always, you know, 25 years I've done Sky. Uh, I miss being at the touch screen with you, though. You and I, uh, Sarah, we've had some fun at the touch screen.
0: Listen, I was thinking about that. We used to, yeah, in, in that little studio, and we used to do a little segment at the end, right? I'm sure you remember this when we did the, the Ask Butch at the end, and, you know, the <laughs> social media. We got some good questions. Half of them we couldn't even read out, but we kind of, we had a little discussion, didn't we, Butch, between the two of us, and you kind of picked your favorites, but they were they were good times I, I love working with you in the studio I, yeah I, I missed you too it was uh, there were special times
2: well everybody all over the uk we all miss you sarah but we're also very very happy for you and your little one i, I can't tell you how happy christy and i are for you it's great to Aww. see your wonderful smile again and see you back to being the sarah that i've always loved
0: oh thank you so much i know we'll hope you get to meet baby milo one day I um, want to. Yeah, but he's keeping me very busy at the minute. So, uh, but yeah, we were watching you. We were sat on the sofa watching you at the Masters. So, uh, no, look, it's been great to have you on. As I said, our first first um, episode of the new season. So, really appreciate your time, Butch. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it's
2: my pleasure, uh, Radar. Always a pleasure to be around you. You are the absolute best. I don't know what's inside your head, but I sure like it when it comes out, mate. I just can't describe what's inside this head of mine. My- <laughs> Hey, by the way, Radar, I saw your mate, uh, Jack Newton, passed away the other day. Oh, very
1: sad. Yeah, the totally yeah. always... Jackie's wife, Christy and uh, Clint, son and daughter and grandchildren, we were so very, very, very sad.
2: Very well, sad. He was a great guy, and then he's definitely missed. Thanks, guys. I enjoy being with you. Anytime, Sarah. Anytime, Radar. Just Thank give me a much. holler Uh, anytime you need anytime you can't get anybody to come on you know you can always trust me I'll be here for you
0: listen we will and next time you come on Butch Radar will put his trousers on as well so we'll have none of that nudity going on
2: I was a little nervous about that
0: (laughs) we'll see you soon take care we've had some fantastic guests in season one but he's a pleasure isn't he Radar you hit it in the the head he never disappoints he's you know 79 as he said going on 18 it's just a class act isn't he
1: he certainly is one of the great coaches, a fine player in his own right. Uh, yeah, his he's, he's son Claude's going very well as well. He does some stuff with Sky, but Butch has been unbelievable. Every time he says he's he's seventy nine, actually he's one under, one under eighty. That's about our part these days. <laughs> but uh, he, he, uh, he's incredible for that uh, that age. You wouldn't speaking to him, sitting down and having a chat and 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 going through stuff. You know, that word stuff with, with, with Butch, you would never know he's 79 years of age. He's right. You know, you'd swear he's a 29-year-old guy. He just, he's got so much enthusiasm for the game and
0: life. Brilliant. Interesting about Ricky as well. I mean, you look, I remember talking to, to Butch about Ricky a few years ago and, there, and he sort of, as Butch often is with his players, you know, particularly a young guy like Ricky at the time, you know, a mentor to it. And you just wonder why... When a player such as Ricky's struggling like he is, why he doesn't reach out? Is that is that is that a stubborn golfer's mentality, Raider?
1: You would think. You would think because, you know, whatever he's doing isn't working. Mm. Uh, you, you've got a consistently top 20 player in the world, so many great finishes in majors, players, champion, uh, all that sort of stuff. And uh, he just, no, just won't. He's stubborn. Golf has become stubborn. He's a new dad now. I don't know what to say, really, in that respect. But we've seen it all before. And the game needs Ricky Fowler. Golf, golf is cool. And Ricky Fowler fits into the, our game of golf. Coolness just comes. It, it comes with Ricky. He's just what he is. And, and we need Ricky Fowler. Fowler, well, sure, we can do, you know, we can go along the way it is, but we'd love Ricky Fowler in, 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 back to where he was. And maybe he should, you know, get on his skateboard or his BMX bike and cruise around a butcher's joint and say, Butch, can you sort me? And I'm sure Butch would.
0: I agree. I agree. Because as I said, it's about the, the coaching is one thing, but that kind of mentor element, I think, was so pivotal for Ricky. So, yeah watch this space. just talking about that you know ricky we talk about him as a marketable guy I, i've always thought you'll you know you speak to you know week in week out on the tour ricky one of the nicest guys on tour and that kind of leads me to something that i just wanted to pick up with you from the weekend the uh, rbc heritage did you see the stuff did you see the coverage and obviously the all over social media when spieth when he finished he went over to speak to the uh, the fans there was a load of young kids at the railings after his round did you see this yeah, I did. Yeah. And he said, look, hey, kids, I'm going to go lay low for a little bit. Um, um, There might be a playoff. If there is, I'll come back after the playoff. Or if someone wins it, I'll come over. And you, and I watched that and I thought, do you know what? I thought that was a lovely moment because somebody like Jordan Spieth, we see these guys for what they are. They are super talented athletes earning millions week in, week out, top, top of their games, pinnacle of their sports but there's not many better on tour than Jordan Spieth. And I just thought that was a really nice moment and fair play. He won. Congratulations, by the way, Jordan Spieth, brilliant victory comes out and does exactly as he said he would went back and signed those autographs. And I thought it was a class act. And it reminded me of, was it whistling straights? 15, 2015. I was doing the post round interviews, but you know, often radar, when we're going out, particularly at majors, we have to go out and we're trying to get some pre rounders. Now, for you folks listening at home, pre-rounders aren't the easiest, are they? Right? I was a golfer. You know, if I come up to you before you're about to tee off and stick a microphone in your face and get your thoughts ahead of what is potentially, you know, a a huge day, you don't really want to talk, do you? It's it's often the hardest thing before you go out. And Jordan Spieth, I asked him. I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I was trying to, was trying to wrap my brain. Saturday or Sunday, of whistling straight. So he was in the mix, and um, and I, I I basically was at the putting green and I kind of door stopped him for an interview. And he said, look, hey, Sarah, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not doing any pre-rounders. Um, sorry about that. And he was just, you know, fair play. He didn't want to do it. Didn't want to speak. I don't blame him. But it's just the way he said it. And then I think one of the CBS guys went over to him. I saw about 20 minutes later. and I thought, I hope he doesn't do that <laughs> for, for his American, yeah. you know, American CBS. network. And he didn't. But I just thought. I just that to me sums Jordan Spieth up. He's a class act. Even if he doesn't want to, he will do things in the right way. And it just made me think, you know, we are lucky, aren't we, to work in a sport full of decent guys. And, you know, for you, I mean, you know, pick a few names out who, you know, we're, we're full of great guys in our sport, but pick a few names out who you think, you know, some of the nicest guys, uh, the most well-respected are. All of them. All of them.
1: But the only thing I go in there, and I'm not going to name any names, but, there are a few caddies out there that could do with some lessons because they've got to understand how lucky they are, yeah uh, you know, but yeah not too many caddies, I'm going to say that, and you know more the American ones really that that are a little bit they can be quite standoffish and a little bit chest pumped out a little bit. Here I am, really mate yeah. Really? Yeah. you know it's like the golfers i think the golfers realize. Who play on the DP World Tour or the PGA Tour? They know how lucky they are.
0: Yeah,
1: they have to give give back to, to earn this amount of money and the accolades. They 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 win all sorts of great things and the prizes that come with it. You're only seeing like Jordan won 1.5 million dollars on the week of whatever he won, but that's that, there's more coming with that. The chocolates yeah. are pouring in his front door right now from that win. More yeah. of it. They know. But you know, when I say I speak of the caddies, some of them over in the states, I think uh, that they can become quite strutty, you know, because you know, you know, a caddy when someone wins one point five million, he's got a nice little hundred and fifty thousand there.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I but we, but we are lucky, aren't we? And to see, I, I think people always, you know, I always get asked who who are the good guys, who are the nice guys, and yeah, we've got our favourites, haven't we? There's a couple. You know, that maybe I'm not so hot on. I won't name names either. Other side of the pond. Give us a hint. <laughs> the other side of the pond. I'm the other side of the pond.
1: Other side of the pond. That's exactly right. Because I think at the start, the Americans didn't really know much about Sky Sports because yeah. we don't they are over there now. A lot of people are coming up uh, and talking to me. They don't get our golf broadcast, but they do when they come to the Open Championship and yeah. they blown away by our broadcast. But they get the Formula One over there in the States. Yes. All the crowds are coming up now. You guys, you guys are the best. And they <laughs> they love what Sky Sports do, believe me. but. It's, yeah, it's very different in the States and they are now coming around and they know how well we do it. Because Not because you and I work for Sky Sports, but no one does it better than Sky Sports in any sport.
0: Definitely. But I think it's always telling, you know, we get, and you you'll have it, you must get asked all the time, who are the good guys, who are the decent guys, you know. I'm sticking a microphone in their face and they're on TV, they want to look good. I really notice the interactions that you have, like the interaction with Spieth, when there's no camera and I'm saying, hey, Jordan, can I grab a quick word? And he speaks to me with with respect. That's what you want, isn't it? And that's the game that we are. We're lucky to work in a game full of respect, full of decent guys. But I just think it's important that, you know, these guys are superstars, but they're still operating in the right way. Because, you know, you, there are some that, you know, get a bit too big for your boots, earn yeah. a bit too much cash, and but we're yeah. lucky.
1: You know, Jordan is very intelligent.
0: Yeah,
1: smart guy. He had this stuff since he was a very young boy. Yeah. Uh, and he is a such a uh, articulate guy. He's he, yeah. you, you know, he's an intelligent. He was an intelligent guy when he first come out here at about 20 or 21 years of age and he was it was a, a voice for golf far beyond his years at early doors. Yeah.
0: Great guy. So I was really chuffed to see Jordan win. really happy for him. And um, yeah,
1: top guy. He's a confidence player. Yeah. What, Watch him go and yeah. watch Corey go after that Masters. We're in for some fun this summer.
0: Yeah, we really are. We really are. And I want to also ask, just on the Phil Mickelson line there, just I thought it was quite interesting, Davis Love hinting that the US may need a captaincy backup plan for Phil Mickelson. Has Phil Mickelson blown his chances of being the US Ryder Cup captain?
1: Oh, I think he's got to have to say a, a serious sorry yeah. and, and do a little bit of groveling. Well, not grovelling, but just put it all right. And I don't think you, you know, I think Phil Mickelson will be a, a, a fine captain. Do the players want to play under Phil Mickelson? I don't know. It's a very good question. And it's, it's one we can't really answer. Do they want Phil Mickelson as a captain? Because that's not the tour, really. It's the PGA of America, isn't it? It's the PGA of um, the British PGA and, the, and it's the PGA of America, you know, it's going he will certainly be a president's cup
0: captain. Yeah, where do you stand though? <laughs> It's—it was quite a catastrophic mistake, wasn't it? You know, we all make mistakes in life. Do we deserve a second chance? But are some mistakes just—I don't know. It, it, uh, to me, I think he's lost so much respect. I don't know. I'm not. I thought those comments from Davis Love III were, were interesting. He, they were relating when he was talking about Freddie Couples and why he's never been a Ryder Cup captain. And and Davis Love seems to hint that, you know, we may have a gap to fill somewhere now. And well,
1: that, I, heard, I don't see, you know, I don't want to be end up in court with the PGA <laughs> of America. But I heard they him and Freddie and the PGA of America aren't great friends. If I'm, if I'm wrong, yeah. I will stand corrected. Yeah. But I hear uh, they don't really see, I don't, I don't think they hate each other. No one can hate Freddie. If you don't like Freddie, you don't like anyone.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, but I've never known why, why, I've never understood why Freddie Couples wasn't a Ryder Cup captain. That's just, yeah. that's, I don't know, the way he gets on with players. I mean, wow. I mean, he, that's just yeah. what you want in there.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I thought it was interesting that Davis Love verbalised that. And Phil has just, as we heard from Butch, Phil has just gone AWOL. Yeah. Is he going to take a seriously long time out? Will, after everything that's happened, will he become? Will he be? Will he be future Ryder Cup captain? We don't know.
1: Um, no, it'll be very interesting. It will. It'll be like well, your job. I'll tell you what. I'll be very jealous about that because you'll have some interesting presses. <laughs>
0: But also, you know, what's interesting for me is talking about, I guess, honesty and transparency with players. You know, when he comes back, how is he going to handle that? You know, we've had it a little bit with Phil. Sometimes he gets to a tournament and he's like, no, no media, don't want to do media, don't want to talk to anyone this week. You know, for me, he can't do that. Whenever he comes back, he's got to front up and he's got to do all the media there is. And he's got to stand up there, be a man and, and answer all the questions that come his way. Don't you agree? He needs to do that. He needs to front don't
1: up. Phil, don't play. I believe you can fix it. Say sorry properly.
0: Yes. Agree. I, what I don't want to see happen is Phil lays low for a few months, comes back and says, oh, that's all in the past now. That's all. That should all be forgotten. I just want to move on and play golf. Bullshit. I, he okay. needs to come back. Like you said, he needs a proper apology. You know, we talked about Tiger with Butch.
1: He did I, that.
0: Tiger did that.
1: Oh, yeah. he stood up there with the a yeah. family everywhere yeah. and he did it. He manned up.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, that's what Phil's got to do. Yeah. It's just the way, you know, we all do it. Uh, you, you just got to, you know, you you put your hands up sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You put your hand
0: up and say, I royally messed up. I'm asking for forgiveness. Answer questions and then try and move on. Don't bury it under the under the carpet I've got a feeling we might be talking about that right Our next time he comes out and says right, I'm teeing it up at, at the PGA or whatever so yeah I'm sure we'll be discussing that one again um, Robert Garrigus um, apparently the first tour member to apply for permission to compete in the uh, Saudi circuit expected to play the Live Golf Invitational at Centurion in London you just said there in the call with Butch you, you've been hearing quite a bit haven't you yeah I have what's happening what's going to happen Oh, we're all going <laughs> to go and watch
1: that. Oh, bring Robert on. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, man, Robert is has come
0: London. The one we've been waiting for is going to be teeing it up.
1: Oh, bless you, Robert. Bless you. But why wouldn't you go there and play for some coin? <laughs> oh, just win tournaments in Saudi. I wouldn't go.
0: Well, well who else is going to be joining Robert?
1: At Centurion radar. I, I I'd be amazed if Lee wasn't there. i mean, amazed. I, I look, if I was a betting man, which I am sometimes, but if I was if I was if I was betting, I'd bet Lee's going to be there. And if I was maybe I'm wrong, but if if um, nothing wrong with being wrong, Phil. Yeah. But <laughs> if, if I if I yeah, Justin Rose, <laughs> I hear that the that the end of the year one might be worth 50 million. If someone comes in to your baby clothes shop, Sarah Sturg, says <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to inject four million first prize into your shop, into your business. Are you yeah. going to go, no, take, there's the front door. I'm sticking with the, the ones I'm with now. I'm not going to take your money. I, I don't want the money that you want to inject into my business, because golf is a business, are you taking it or are you leaving it?
0: Well, you have to look at the repercussions. Mm. So,
1: yeah. Ryder cup captaincy? Exactly right. If they do that, they're gone. You would have thought that Lee and Justin maybe wouldn't be Ryder cup captains. Okay. They probably know that, or maybe they won't. They'll, maybe they'll forgive them.
0: Okay, so there's also the other element of... You know, if you're a Ryder Cup captain, you're not going to do too badly, are you, commercially? Things are going to come your way. So you've got to weigh it up and say, if I'm doing this and I'm taking it purely for the money, am I going to lose one of the greatest honours in my career?
1: Yeah, I I, I totally understand. But these two boys, Westwood and these are the two that, you know, I'm just clutching at straws here. I'm just, I don't know that they are going, but I, I... at their, their, their age, you know, is Phil going? Is, is Phil not coming out to play, you know, at the oh. moment? Because he's going. He's going, well, okay, I've done everything here. I've won my five, six majors, whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to play on this breakaway league.
0: Yeah.
1: We don't know. And right. we want to know soon because it's been a bit... I'll tell you where it will all be announced. I'll, I'll, it's still... <laughs> It's going to be the PGA. Yeah. They're going to do it. We thought it was going to be all announced at the players. Yeah. And then we thought it was going to be at the Masters. But no. But where are they going to do it now? They've got to start announcing the players they have. They can't have Joe blogs from down the street who plays off six playing. Like, for all this
0: money? We've got to have stars. They have to. Who's going to televise it? I know. And But I just, it's... It's not about, for me, it's not about just going, yes, you're going for a big paycheck. And that's debatable anyway. You know, you look, we've talked about this before. How much money, how much money do you need? Or, or some of the guys said, if it's so much, it's just, it's hard to turn it down. But these guys are multimillionaires anyway. It is a money grab. Of course it's a money grab.
1: Money grab. There's no doubt about it. But, but it's, not like, it's not like they're on their uppers and they need, a, you know. People and, want a lot of money. They want a lot of money, you know. I'm not one of those guys. That's why I drive around in a 2012 Vauxhall
0: Corsa. <laughs> you do as well, don't you? No, yeah, I do. <laughs> you do. You do. But that's what we love about you. So, yeah, so we're going to find out very soon. But at the moment, we think the only person that's kind of, that we kind of know might be there is Robert Garagas. And as you said, that's a, that's a ratings hit right there.
1: Well, uh, you know, I was just, bless him.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. I like that. Yeah,
1: you can see it. You can go, okay, he hasn't really got his card. Yeah. Uh, he was, he wasn't on the tour for a certain amount of time because he was, what was he doing? He was.
0: He was being a naughty boy, Radar. Yeah. He, he was
1: being a, a naughty he boy. A chuffers. He was having a few chuffers. and then, <laughs> I wouldn't be having a few chuffers. Around, around where this tour is sort of named after, wouldn't be really having a few chuffers there.
0: <laughs> anyway, before the lawyers get in touch, let's Whoa. um. <laughs> Radars, rants, and uh, what stirred me. We're changing this slightly. Thirty seconds each to convince each other that we're right with our pet peeves. So we're going to do these a little bit differently. I'm going to come to mine in a sec. So you go first. What's your radar rant this month?
1: Well, my radar rant is I'm going back to Bryson. I've done this before. We're still we are still talking about Bryson DeChambeau. He's getting airtime. He, he's just he he can't he's not breaking seventy seven, and we are still. Talking about this guy. And it's like at the master, he was saying a couple of years back, he says the par at Augusta is 67. Yeah. Well, if the par was 67, you're 43 over par. It's like, it's not, it's not. See, as the, as it stands right now, at being 72, he's 23 over. So yeah. it's hard to be 67 par, Bryson. And, you yeah. know, I've got another quick one too. I, I, I wish that Brooks, just time to quieten up a little, Brooks, and get on with your game because you are way too good. You're a good man. You're a good player. There's no need to talk about it anymore. It scores on the cards because yeah. you are you are a really. You might love doing what you're doing and going out there and saying, "Well, this is the thing." You know, you said the top twenty in the world was pathetic. You know, not really. It's it's you've been number one. You're four time major champion. It's time to go out and then win some more because we all believe you can. And there's another one. We need you. We, need, we want
0: Bryson and Brooks back. Yeah. yeah. So it's
1: time to, you know, let's let the clubs do the talking. I
0: agree. I agree. And I think what I would say with Bryson, yeah, I think he's kind of, he's messed up a bit. He makes the comments. He's had the injuries and all the rest of it. But I kind of think the hype got a bit too much for him as well. But yeah. I do think that he is good for the game of golf because he really gets people talking. So I just, I want him back playing his best. But I agree with you about Brooks. I just think Brooks has got he's just got too concerned in all the stuff that he didn't, that he said he wouldn't get concerned about. I I think it's time now
1: that Brooks is is, is going to go out there and start to play golf again because he he knows he can beat a lot of the players that are beating him and they are beating him.
0: Yeah. Agree. Uh, Yeah. Well said. I guess what's striking me, we've kind of touched on it with Phil I think just those comments. I know, I know the comments were a while ago, and I don't want to bang on about it because it's a it's a few weeks removed. But I think just the how obnoxious they were in relate relating to the PJ tour and the fact that the PJ tour, you know, he's had a great career and great life on the PJ tour, and I just thought it was completely disrespectful. So, but I think it it leads on to my other point about that the Masters. Fred Ridley, the chairman, said Mickelson wasn't disinvited. And that Mickelson texted him, to say he wouldn't play. But the PJ Tour have not actually said whether he's suspended or not. You know, it doesn't with talked about this very recently. The PJ Tour doesn't disclose discipline or uh, fines or suspensions. And I do wish McElroy said it. The tour, as players, wasn't it? And pa- Patrick Cantley was asked about it. I would like to see the tour being a little bit more transparent with that.
1: Is that yeah. Fair? Yeah, you know, I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's um whether he's been suspended or uh, what, what's going on. I think we need yeah. to know a, a, little, a little bit about that. We don't seem to get – they seem to want to know a lot of stuff. It's time that, you know, they they, they, they got back a little. We, we want to know. And I'm sure the players as well, they want to know the repercussions yes. of when you do bring the game into disrepute. Yeah, you go. You know this. This is what might happen. Now we want to know what what happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think, and I think that I think Joe Monahan said the tour will look at that because I think for the media, for the players, everyone. I just think we need a bit more transparency. I think that would be a good thing. Absolutely, that'd be a good thing. Listen, we are rattling through it: the good, the bad, and the fugly. I've missed this, so we'll get through this pretty quickly. The good for me, radar Morgan Hoffman. I loved seeing him playing his first PJ Tour event since two thousand nineteen suffering with muscular dystrophy he's been living in costa rica you know awful circumstances really in terms of the uh, the illness but to see him back playing didn't unfortunately make the weekend but i just think that's fantastic i just thought it was such a feel good story wish him all the best with his health but i just I, I love the fact that he's back out and obviously in the major medical extension he's out there trying to get his tour card back so i think that's fantastic the bad for me the masters is over we have to wait nearly another year it's always sad you get like the masters blues when it finishes so, and obviously for me, missed it this time, you know, sat on my sofa with my little boy watching it, which was great to watch as a fan, but missed being there. And the fugly has got to be Eric Van Rooyen's moustache. It's hideous. <laughs> I mean, I've been looking at your leg hair for the last hour, and I'd say it's a close run thing with your, <laughs> with your short underpants and Eric Van Rooyen's moustache. I've got shorts on. I mean, mate, that,
1: that. Could you imagine him eating a ninety-nine with a flake in it?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, Oh, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. The, wall, the walrus with a.
0: Yeah. Oh, but
1: he's such a good guy, and what a swinger of the golf club! My word, yeah. that's that's. The, I think that's the best swing out there. Uh, you, you know, really? don't be surprised if he starts. Oh, it's an amazing golf swing. Just incredible. Yeah. Incredible golf swing. But you're upset about the Masters, Sarah. Don't be upset about the Masters because very soon, okay, we've got the PGA before that in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where it's going to be so very hot. But the 150 Open, amazing.
0: Yeah, totally amazing. Totally amazing. And a little punchy prediction. We, we always like that. I'm going Spieth for the Grand Slam.
1: Well, Spieth for the Grand Slam. What For him to win the career Grand Slam. Yeah. We're yeah, well, that's next ne- next major, the PGA. It's yeah. the only one that hasn't won. Uh, yeah, but, you know, once they start to get their backsides in the air, these golf professionals, Speeth will get his backside in the air after winning the Heritage, but so will Rory McIlroy after running second at the Masters. Okay, a lot of people say Rory McIlroy comes back when he's out of contention and, and throws in a top five. He backs into a top five. You've still got to be great to do that. And uh, Rory McIlroy, yeah, he's trending the right way. And uh, that, that's, that's that's what everyone wants to see, Rory McIlroy trending the right way. I just wish Jason Daywood. I don't know what's happened to him. We spoke about Ricky Fowler, but Jason, take yeah. on. Jason, get, yeah, pull the finger out, son.
0: I know, I know. And radar, we have a little level of treat for our listeners. We've got a new quiz for season two of Sturkers and Radar. It's called Give Me a Clue Who. And we've got to guess the golfer based on a clue using their player bio in the tour's website.
1: Well, this is going to be good. I'm no good at these six.
0: No. So producer Pete is going to be the quiz master. And I think we've got six questions. So we're going to run through the six and then we're going to see. So we're going to keep a running tally to see who is the. Uh, who is the quiz champion at the end of the season. Right. So give me a clue who. Pete?
3: Here we go. All right, then. So number one, who in 1995 decided to quit golf temporarily to sell cell phones and car stereos in Seattle before going on to win a major?
1: Well, I know who that is. Am I allowed to say
0: it? You've got to write it down.
1: Okay, got it.
3: Oke Oak. Number two, this Hollywood superstar was honoured by the Queen, aged twenty-two, and is a big fan of pizza and movies.
0: What? Red, have you got this?
1: No, he's not even a golfer.
3: Yeah, it's a golfer.
0: Are they American?
3: I'm not giving extra clues. That's the clue you have.
0: I have no clue. Can we get? Can we get a little clue?
3: I'm being told no we can't give you any clues that's a big it's a big enough clue come on
0: hollywood superstar honored by the queen at 22 yep
3: yeah. number three whose first sport was fire dancing and in 2009 came second on big Break Disney
0: where have you got these from
3: listen. You have to do the research before you interview them.
0: (laughs) Parties?
3: You've got to do the... You need to do this research before you interview these people. You must have read this. You must have read about the Big Break Disney one.
0: I've read about the Big Break Disney. So, but 2009, they won Big Break Disney.
3: Came second. Second. Yes, on Big Break Disney. And their first sport was fire dancing.
1: Radar, do you know this? I'm Australian, for heaven's sake. <laughs> um,
3: okay. Number four. This two-time Solheim Cup winner married a PGA Tour social media manager over Easter weekend in Jacksonville.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, i got that. Yeah, I've got that.
3: Okay. Number five. Who enjoys skippering a ship while snorkelling and deep-sea diving?
1: Well, at the same time?
0: (laughs) I think I know who this is.
1: Good girl.
3: Number six. Despite being his country's highest-ranked player, this tour winner still plays a pretty violent sport when at home in Oban.
0: I've come good at the end, Radar. A bit of a shaky start, but I've come good at the end.
1: Well, I can only get two of these.
3: Let's go through the answers, shall we? Number one, who in 1995 decided to quit golf temporarily to sell cell phones and car stereos in Seattle before going on to win a major? Radar, who have you got for that? FEMA. Sarah, who have you got for that? No changing your I've now answer got now. <laughs> now, did you actually have Beamer? I, didn't have no.
0: Beamer. I, oh. I was have Beamer. I didn't know. I, that's a zero for me. That's a zilch.
3: It is indeed your Sky Sports colleague. I... Must you must feel the warmth of the love now? Have, it was Rich Beamer,
1: but he would have been really good at that.
0: He'd have been the best cell phone sales manager ever.
1: Ice oh, to the Eskimos, Beamer. <laughs>
3: That's one nil to Radar. Number two, this Hollywood superstar was honoured by the Queen, age 22, and is a big fan of pizza and movies. Have you got anything for that, Radar? Nothing. Sarah? Nothing. You see, you were, you were kind of sold a false one by Hollywood, thinking it was Californian Hollywood. Oh, uh, Rory McElroy! No, too late now. Oh, come on! But it is Rory McElroy.
1: Well, very good. Very clever. We'll now that
3: that. we're. We'll no, get... <laughs> you can't be shouting out the answer. They well, don't do that on Mastermind. No. Oh, well, none of us. Well, I'm certainly not getting
0: on Mastermind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Number three. Whose first sport was fire dancing and in 2009 came second on Big Break Disney? Radar, you got anything for that? Nothing. Sturkers.
0: Webb Simpson?
3: No. <laughs> Tony Fee now.
0: Oh, we should have got that.
3: Number four. This two time Solime Cup winner married a PGA Tour social media manager over Easter weekend in Jacksonville.
1: Jessica or Nellie Corder? <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of them. One of the two. Um,
1: Ni-
3: neither. Was it, Mel Reed? it was what? Mel Reed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Was it? Yeah. Didn't one of the quarters get married there as well? Yeah, she got married. I think the court, Jess got married, didn't she? That was new year, though, I think. Oh, I thought I was a shoo nah. I mean, good knowledge that, yeah, one of the quarter sisters was married recently, though. You
3: so it, at, at the moment, it's one all.
0: Yeah.
3: Question five. Is it not one, and is, a half, one to one and a no, half? No, it's not one and a half. No <laughs>
1: half points. Keep going here. I'm into this.
3: Number five Who enjoys skippering a ship While snorkelling and deep sea diving Radar Do you have anything for this
1: I'm just gonna I'm gonna go Nick Price
3: Sturkers Do you have anything for this
0: Daniel Berger
3: No It was uh, It was Henrik Stenson What Yeah
0: He's a deep sea diver
3: Henrik Stenson Yeah he's always out there deep sea diver in
0: well we're just clearly too excited and we're not properly listening
3: exactly first one you just, you're all hyped we're just all ditto aren't we number six so this is it this is yes. this is the thing that could break it
0: yeah
3: um, despite being his country's highest ranked player this tour winner still plays a pretty violent sport when at home in Oban Radar who've you got no one <laughs> Sturkers, I think you've got this.
0: I've got this. Have of you, McIntyre? Oh, he's he McIntyre. McIntyre. Bob, yeah. Shinty, what's it called? Shinty, isn't it?
3: Shinty, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play Shinty. All
1: right, two one,
0: but that's all right. That's not bad. That's not two
1: bad.
3: one. So, yeah, two one today. Meaning so far in the series, Sturkers is up one nil.
1: Lovely. Okay. Love that. You have to make these questions just a little easier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just about it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Radar, that was fun. Nice to be reunited with you again. Um, do check us out on socials: uh, Sturkers Radar on Twitter, Sturkers and Radar Pod on Insta. And a massive thanks once again to Ping. Play your best. I'm good at that. Play your best. You are. You're the best. Hopefully. It'll be another whitewash for Sturkers in Give Me a Clue Who next time around. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Sturkers and Radar and Cuts. Adios! This
1: has been a Monkey Pants Productions podcast.